to the Gridiron Show in association with Sports Travel Tour, Sports Travel for Sports Fans, by Sports Fans. And the first round is in the book, kind of, because we're recording this at ten past four on Friday morning. And we've still got four more picks of the first round. The Packers are on the clock. We're getting five more picks because I'm terrible at maths. Let's get that pick live, Ollie, and then go through the first round. This is the Gridiron Show, yeah! Nobody ever let Ollie produce a radio show at ten past four in the morning again, because he is all over the shop. It took three goes at recording that intro, which is maybe by the time we finally got to it and he put the right mic up, I was all over the shop. But it doesn't even matter, because the first round has been incredibly exciting. We've had four trades so far, plus the two trades we had uh, in the last two weeks, and if you include the Eagles, Dolphins trade before that, seven first round trades. Uh, they've been Laramie Tunsil's been falling. Miles Jack still hasn't been selected, and we're at pick number. 27, although he could quite easily go to the Packers here. Although Reggie Ragland also still available. Plenty of linebacker help out there for them. We've just had the Broncos trade back into the first round to go and get Paxton Lynch. Friend of the show. Ollie's best mate. Zlatan lookalike. Indeed, If it indeed. doesn't work out at, at the Broncos, he could always do that. Uh, go passing with Martin Giovanni. So we're waiting. The pick is in from the Packers. Pick we are, is in. Are we going to take this live? No, no, let's not. Listen to Rappaport. Uh, so my general feeling on the Packers, and I said this in the uh, mock draft show, is that I think they might be the most stacked team this year in the NFL. If they can be a bit more inventive on offense, with Jordy Nelson coming back, uh, with what they've already got available in their defense, I genuinely think the Packers have got the best roster. They just need to be better coached than they were last year. So whoever they take here feels like a little bit of a luxury pick, but I definitely feel like they should go at a linebacker position. I definitely feel like Reggie Ragland makes a lot of sense. Miles Jack, although Miles Jack, the, the knee issue must be more serious than we were led to believe it was because there's no way a player with the talent that he has falls this far unless there's something more serious going on there. Well, another thing that's, uh, that's come out in the last sort of 10 or 11 hours is that uh, Reggie Ragland has, got an, uh, has been flagged for an enlarged aorta. Oh, wow. Uh, so make of that as what you will. It, it really could be that, uh, that uh, Green Bay... Well, let's let's go live to it right now. Reggie Ragland, Amazing. Let's see what they do. Sure Green Bay pick, of course, being booed by the Chicago Sorry. fans. Here we go. Roger Goodell. With the 27th pick in the 2016 NFL Draft, the Green Bay Packers select Kenny Clark. Who? Defensive tackle, UCLA. <laughs> Boo! From the Chicago guys. Here we go. So what do you think of that, Will Gavin? Kenny not Clark. A guy, not a guy many saw going in the first round. I mean, it's deep at defensive tackle uh, this draft. 20.5 career tackles for a loss at UCLA. You know, it's a big school. He's a big guy. It's... It doesn't feel like the obvious pick for the Packers, but they do need help on the D-line. They do need some interior pressure, and he can offer that. He does get into the backfield. Well, listen, uh, with BJ Ranji leaving, that's a, it's a hole that need a huge hole, especially with BJ, but uh, a huge hole that did need fixing. The comparison they're making live now on TV is with um, Sylvester Williams. I think that's a great comparison, and if he can get that kind of interior pressure that the Broncos got in the last year or so, then there'll be no complaints whatsoever. So... It's not a sexy pick by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, that's kind of uh, that's kind of disappointing. But it's okay. But yeah, that, no, I mean it is okay. It's fixing a hole where the rain never gets in, and um, <laughs> they, that analogy did not work. <laughs> He's just quoting Beatles lyrics. At us. <laughs> yeah, that didn't work. Incredible, um, incredible. Now I say us because before we get to looking through the first round and talking about these players, uh, we have a guest in the studio with us. Joining us right now is the only LA Rams fan we know. So we, we <laughs> are you still an LA Rams so fan? We had yeah, to invite I mean, him on the show. Yeah, yeah. The man once described as the Tim Tebow of this podcast. The previous <laughs> podcast. I feel like I'm making. This is my first appearance on the new one. Wow, we've been going a year, and that's uh, that says a lot. Well, you know, uh, it feels early. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's Adam Ferguson. Hey, buddy. <laughs> How, How are you guys? doing? Yeah, good. I'm really tired and I've got to be at work in four hours. How did you enjoy... Sorry, uh, sorry just a second. How did you enjoy Captain America? <laughs> well, Amazing. Too late. Anyway. How did you enjoy uh, Captain America, um, the, the Winters Sold Her? Uh, yeah. <laughs> what was the new one called? Civil C- War. Civil, Civil War. War. How did you enjoy it? I really liked the part with Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> to be fair, I didn't know Civil what it was War called. Gaggery, yeah, like it. yeah, no, it was really good, and I really liked Spider Man and Black Panther, and you know. Uh, by the way, we're not just asking this Ant Man just, just randomly. That's where we've been, so we missed the first uh, thirteen sh- rounds. Sh- no, it's no we secret. Missed, we missed the first thirteen <laughs> rounds. So, yeah, the thirteen picks. Sorry, oh, look, I'm tired. All we right? missed a lot of the draft. I got us here safely. That's all you can ask for. Barely, barely. Right. Should we just work our way from top to bottom, and then as these picks come in, we'll uh, we'll go through them. Yes. Yeah, let's do that. So let's start off with the number one overall pick, and the reason we have the man in the room, the Los Angeles Ram, number one overall. Take Jared Goff, the Cal QB, uh, a guy who can play from. Day one, the Rams obviously have a very strong running game, stout defense, big bulky uh, line. You know, it means he doesn't really have a lot that he has to do under center, but he's surely an upgrade from Case Keenum. <laughs> yeah, I mean, isn't Nick Foles still there? Yeah, well, well, so, yeah. <laughs> so he's, <laughs> an, he's an upgrade but, from either of those players yeah. then. So but, I think even people in the Rams organization forgot he was there. You might be the <laughs> only one. <laughs> Well, yeah. Are I mean, you pleased? That's the point. Are you pleased that you made the big splash? And are you pleased that you went up and got the guy? Uh, yes. However, it's a weird one because it's like, it's exciting that we've moved up to the first pick. And then when it was this comparison between the two, it's that, it's kind of a thing of no one was particularly hot on either guy. So then uh, it became... Pretty, uh, I, I'd like to correct you on that. Ollie is pretty hot for sure. Jared Goff. Yeah, yeah. Well, Ollie was hot for... I mean, that's a warning sign right there. But um, <laughs> I think you'll find that um, I didn't know who was who. Then when I saw a picture, I was like, oh, my God, he's got to go to... Go. I don't know why I've said it to the guy from Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it made more commercial sense. You've got to make a big splash in the city. A new yeah, city. yeah. But, I mean, like Will says, he's probably the one that's more ready to go from day one and yeah i don't know it's just like whereas last year it was kind of a big splash because it was todd Gurley, and they seemed to simply go for the best person on the board at that time what's sometimes underrated with jared goff is he gets the ball out very quickly he's uh very good in the red zone and in those 20 yard areas it's much smaller windows that you have to throw into he's got good pocket awareness so those are really good nfl ready traits yeah but i do like carson wentz yeah, I mean, the thing, the thing that's annoying is that we've not had a winning season for 12 years, <laughs> I'm going to say. A ra- it's around 12 How long has Jeff Fisher been there? About four. The, the, well, the average record in that time has got to have been seven and nine, so there we go. Yeah. Hello, is that trade? Big time trade. Whoa. The San Francisco 49ers have traded back into the first round to the number 28 overall pick. Well, Would- why have they done this? What could this actually mean well it, it could be that they're going to go and take one of those linebackers that green bay didn't take this could be Miles the perfect Jack. situation yeah. for them and they straight in with the pick i mean i'd be surprised and they didn't know the 49ers at pick seven took deforest buckner the defensive end out of oregon and it was interesting that they took him because last year they took the other defensive end out of uh, oregon eric armstead so essentially if they decide to play their two first round picks the in the last two years they're going to be bookending the line exactly like they did at oregon for a period of time under chip kelly but i mean there's a few still on the board there ragland and jack are the obvious ones there's some tackles there uh Aishon robinson in Kundiche, a lot of people rate very highly jaron reed but yeah. uh i don't think we don't need a nose tackle unless ian williams injury situation is worse than we th- thought it was yeah but you don't draft to cover an injury necessarily you can especially that high up my my belief is they've only done this if they're going and getting one of those big linebackers. I'd be interested to see what they've given up for it. That's not been flashed up on our screens quite as of yet. And we must remember that it's, uh, Kansas City, they've they've come out of the first round. They, we, you never know, they might come back in, uh, but they are no longer in the first round. It so. does mean, I was really excited today because actually, other than the Patriots, it was going to be Here, for the first time, we were going to have all of the teams picking in the first round. It's not happened now. Here we go. Come on, Rog. Bring us the good news. To San Fran. Still getting booed. The Kansas City Chiefs have traded the 28th pick to the San Francisco 49ers. 
With the 28th pick in the 2016 NFL Draft, the San Francisco 49ers select Joshua Garnett, guard, wow. Stanford. Wow. <laughs> oh, look, David Shaw on the NFL coverage is absolutely delighted. Uh, I didn't think about it, but that's a great pick. Why? Uh, he, he was expected to go high in the second round, but he's the best pure guard in this draft many people that think there are a couple of tackles that will kick inside and let's be honest the 49ers depth chart on the interior of that line and across that line in general of an, okay we've got uh, uh, we've got Anthony Davis coming back this year at right tackle uh, we've got Joe Staley at left tackle but the inside of that line is a hot mess so yeah, I, do you know what? I think we've got enough talent on the defence to reasonably compete. I think he comes in and starts immediately, probably in place of Ian Silberman uh, or Andrew Tiller, actually. He could start on either side of the line quite happily. They did pick up Zane Beadles from the Jags this off-season, who's a player who has got some potential. So potentially maybe we'll see Garnet starting week one with uh, with Beadles the other side. I quite liked the idea of them moving up to get the centre as well, uh, Ryan Kelly, but he was taken at 18 by the Colts. So, yeah, no, that's a great move it's, it's a very it's sensible a, very boring football move but considering we're not going to get a, a quarterback trade let's protect whoever we're going to play under center it's is, a nice little um it's a nice little story as well because his father scott also played for the 49ers back in the day uh, among some other teams but yeah I, I can see what i can see what they've done there adam is that sorry i was going to say is the current assumption that Kaepernick's starting in the centre? Uh, well, I think there's going to be a quarterback battle between him and Blaine Gabbert, sure. which is as ludicrous as it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> you know, it really does. The fact is, is that if any coach can turn Colin Kaepernick around, put a system around him, which is simple yeah. enough to feed into his very high skill level in very limited areas, then it's Chip Kelly. And okay, I know they've been trying to trade him away, but I think that's been as much to do with him wanting out mm. as them wanting rid. Uh, so if he's now staying, I'd like to see him start. We've now got a guard that can uh, that can get some interior pressure. Carlos Hyde's going to be absolutely delighted because some holes might finally open up for him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I suppose it shows that, that Chip, is oh sorry, Chelly is it? Chelly, Chippy. Oh, I haven't been called that for a while. Chippy Chelly uh, is making this his number one priority. It seems from that pick, surely, if he's making the quarterback his number one, numero uno on the agenda. Look, I just the, the fact is, I love I love the pick because I like the player, but also I like that. Firstly, the 49ers haven't done anything this bold in a draft in about four years to move back into the first round. And uh, prior to this, although maybe they don't anymore, they did have the most picks in this year's draft, mm. despite the Browns moving down, despite the Titans moving down. Uh, the, uh, the Browns moved down a second time, didn't they, with the, t with the Titans moving up. So they may no longer take the most selections in this draft, but going into day one, they had the most picks. And therefore use some of those picks yes we need i mean we need bodies in the building but use some of those picks to go and get some talent and you've gone and got an in-state guy just down the road does what you need yeah i'm i'm absolutely good with it right should we go through some of the actual picks while we wait for the cardinals to come in then yeah let's do it so the eagles take wentz at number two i think we all expected this and we've discussed this in some depth uh not a lot of president of a one double a and fcs player coming out this high joe flacco is the only person i can think of who somebody traded up to go and get him who came out of a smaller school when the ravens moved back up into the middle of the first round and you have to say that was a success so. uh, and interestingly the the way that mayo stated it when i saw him uh, him put it out there was uh goff is more ready to play today wentz is the better player five years from now i mean i, I that know doesn't Mayock, fill me with joy i know <laughs> there is that but how do they know i mean no, it, yeah, they, sure, they, yeah. they probably said that about some ryan leaf for instance oh come on oh, Did, no but let's not bring ryan leaf into but what this. i'm don't, saying don't is don't make comparisons between jared goff and ryan leaf no please. but with but with wentz uh, yeah. uh, you know in five years time no one knows how a quarterback is actually going to take to this league sp specifically it is a little bit of a shot in the dark so to say that in five years time he might be a better player. That's as um, that's as ludicrous as saying he won't be a better player or he will be a better player. No one knows. So I think you get the best player for your fr franchise now. 
And that's what uh, the Rams did, and that's what the Eagles ultimately have done. Let's move on to the first real shock pick of the draft. That's the Chargers picking at three. Most thought they'd take a tackle in Tunsil or in Ronnie Stanley. Some thought they'd take Jalen Ramsey. Yes, some did. Uh, the think safety that. for Eric Weddle and Ollie. You can bring that sad music up again if you want. The, uh, the streak is done. The streak is over. It was it was great whilst it lasted. Four picks in a row, three first rounders, one second rounder, and as all things do need to come to an end, good things need to come to an end. The streak has come to an end. I'd like to thank everybody who supported me, who wanted the streak to continue. I know Adam, you were one. Many devastated. other people on uh, on Twitter also gave, shouted out and gave me some love. Um, I'd just like to say thank you. Good, I'm, and I'm, good well, luck. I'm welling up more than I did from that uh, that video earlier. The oh. old Peyton Manning video. Maybe that's oh, what yeah, we should end on today. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, that would be good. The, uh, the old Gatorade ad. Uh, right. Uh, well, no, because I want you to play some music out, so we have to do no editing, and this can go out as is <laughs> as soon as we're so finished. So no swearing, yeah? Uh, yeah. Ab- okay. t- please, d- genuinely, don't swear. Uh, but Joey Bosa, is jo- that a good move, d- do you think? I th- there were far more needs than than perhaps an, uh, someone who's going to sort of set the edge. From what I understand, Tom Telesco was on the phone with him for like an hour and a half on Monday night. And obviously... Your sources say. They had to... Yeah, my sources say. My sources say. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's, uh, let's hold that thought. <laughs> let's go back to the commish. Getting ready to announce the latest Cardinal player. Which I some With the 29th pick in the 2016 NFL Draft, the Arizona Cardinals select... Robert Kimdichi. Oh. Defensive tackle. Oh. Oh, wow, they love it. The Kimdichi uh, clan love that. Well, very well dressed as well. Black suits, blacks, black shirts, black bow ties. I love that. Looking Good look. stylish. The guys in a hat there. Very nice. Couple <laughs> of the guys in a hat. The guys who in are, a hat. Who are these guys on this table? Uh, a lot of them are they, friends, family, etc. That might be entering the draft next year. Uh, look, Kimdiche is a guy who many said, with no off the field concerns, they could see go as a top five pick. Pure talent basis brilliant and the cardinals in terms of pass rush that they love interior pressure he can bring that i think he fits their scheme really well as well but there are there are concerns inconsistency being one of them flashes of brilliance but then disappearing at times um and then various bits and pieces off the field as well uh which uh, charge for marijuana possession uh, after he fell out of an Atlanta hotel room window. What floor? We've all done it. Do we know? Uh, he went 15 feet, so I'm guessing second floor. <laughs> okay, fine. Uh, I once fell out of a hotel window, landed on my coccyx. It, it broke my coccyx. It was really bad. Uh, at the draft combine, he said that he told teams that he was drunk but not using drugs during his stay. Uh, so he made that claim. We're not so We're not sure exactly... How true or false that is? Interestingly, uh, for the for the old Miss prospect, I, I I'm going to say that I like it because I think the Cardinals are a team who are nearly there, and he's probably the most talented player left on the board who doesn't have an injury concern, i.e. Miles Jack. So yeah. If they can turn him around, and if there's anyone who can turn around a guy, I think it's Bruce Arians. I, I'm going to go on a pick and say I love it instead. Wow, there there we go. Go. You, you went from being it's all right. It's actually quite good. <laughs> and now you love it. Carolina and Seattle still to pick. Uh, Seattle, of course, trading back into the 31st spot with the Broncos, who went up and took Paxton Lynch. Uh, let's keep going. So, Joey Bosa, the reason uh, I'm somewhat concerned about that pick is I saw him more as a 4-3 defensive, and I think he's more of a pure pass rusher. And this was where my problem w- with him was is he's not really a guy who can bend the edge. He's got pure power. He's quick off the line. He can knock guys down. So maybe, actually, if they move him inside to a 3-4, which would be the most likely position for him, I mean, he could slim down a bit and try playing outside linebacker, but I guess he'd play the 3-4 defensive end. Maybe they can adapt his skill set to work there. I know he's not J.J. Watt, but is that a sort of a similar kind of physical it's a similar, comparison it's a similar role and he's a similar size to him yeah. but he's not got the same level of skill or no uh, Ev- everson griffin 
from the Vikings is the sort of player Fine, that okay. he would suit in that sort of role. But, uh, yeah, I'm not 100% on it. Uh, the Cowboys at four. They couldn't help but be splashy, could they? They take Ezekiel Elliott, the running back, out of Ohio State. Carried 449 times. Had Oh, no, this is... Why are they giving me this? Uh, uh, well, Gavin, is this a reach? Have they gone... Have they shot their load too early? I don't I, think you need to believe that. I think <laughs> I find it's always a reach when a running back is taken at four. And I don't think he is. Uh, I don't. Uh, some people have said he's the best running back since Adrian Peterson. From what I've seen, I don't think he's the same level as Todd Gurley or Adrian Peterson. But if there's one team he can go to and be an instant success, it's the Dallas Cowboys. And not just because everyone knows about their fantastic offensive line, but it's not just the quality of the line, it's the style of uh, run blocking that they play. Play the zone blocking scheme, which opens mm. up a lot of gaps in the middle of the field, and he is a big bruising running back he's a guy who can hit the hole hard he's not going to make cuts he's not going to be moving laterally quickly he's not going to you know be patient he's just going to hit it and hit it hard and so with the cowboys that's the perfect fit um and what he's got there is a fit again uh tony romo hopefully from the cowboys point of view i I believe darren mcfadden paper mate well yeah but hey i believe darren uh, mcfadden is staying on uh, again, he's had his injury problems, but when he was on fire, he was a very good running back. So it's a good person to learn from. You having fun, Adam? Yeah, I was going to say, do does it, or do you think that there's a certain level of arrogance from the Cowboys? Oh, you're with, asking the right person with there. That, with that <laughs> pick. No, no, I just mean, I just mean with the fact that the last two years they've been sort of everyone's been going on about the O line and how strong it is and how amazing it is and how young it is. So is there a, is there like in last season obviously they're losing Demarco Murray and then having Darren McFadden in there for part of it and then and, and then they've brought in Alfred Morris as yeah. well let's not forget uh, yeah maybe because uh, obviously a lot of people wanted to talk to them uh, talk uh, a lot of people wanted them to go for a uh, a defensive lineman a pass rusher linebacker uh, uh, yeah, basically yeah. a more yeah. sensible maybe a pick linebacker. that would have been more useful now theoretically but I think I think if Joey Bosa had fallen to them if the Chargers hadn't taken Bosa then I think they would have had a real decision to make because right. Bosa fits their scheme he's what they're looking for they've got those injury concerns but you know what? I spent a lot of time banging the table for the Cowboys taking a quarterback because it's so rare that they're ever going to be mm. picking up at four. Yeah. They're going to be winning four or five games in a season. Under the current system, with Romo, with Jerry there, with, I just you would think, think that, you want to bring someone in to... Yeah, but, the, but, but when the when they traded up, yeah. when these two teams traded up and you saw the quarterbacks were going to go one and two, I didn't <laughs> think, oh, they, they should take Paxton Lynch forward. That would never cross my mind. So the fact that they've taken a potentially generational difference-making player... Makes me go. I'm kind. I'm okay with it because yeah, yeah. it's what I was wanting them to do with a quarterback. There are more sensible places they could have gone, but it's exciting. It's more fun. <laughs> do you think now they pick third in in uh, round two? So in five picks time, we're still waiting for the Carolina pick to to be confirmed. Do you think that they might make another splashy pick? Perhaps Miles Jack, someone like that. It'd be interesting to see. It's yeah. a very very good shout. In fact, the, the top of the second round is going to be fascinating because of the players that are left over and left available. Cleveland, Tennessee, Dallas, San Diego. It, it, it's fascinating, that top of that round. Matt Sherry is saying he can dial in as soon as the draft's finished. So if you want to have Skype ready to go, he can dial in if we want to have him there. Uh, I'm not editing out anything when he comes on air, though. So if he waffles, then that's his problem. We can always fade. I could, I'm in control. I'll fade him down. <laughs> Fine. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars at five. Stay in the position we thought they might trade out, but Jalen Ramsey falls to them, and it's an absolute dream. Uh, probably the best position player in this draft very much fits what Gus Bradley used to do in Seattle and when you look at the free agents they've brought in this off season uh, whether it's um, uh, Prince of Mukamara in the backfield uh, whether it's obviously the big splash of Malik Jackson playing on the front of the line this fits so much what they want to do to Sean Gibson not a great starting free safety theoretically if they start him at free safety 
which is, as Simon Clancy said, the position that they desperately want him to play, uh, that he would fit best. As a roaming free safety, allowing Jonathan Cyprian to do all the hard work up front. You've got Devon House there, who I like very much. You've got Aaron Colvin, who I think is a great nickel corner. If you could have Amukamura, Colvin as a nickel corner, Devon House, Amukamura stays fit, and then you've got him covering, that could be a very special backfield this season. And Jacksonville, who had one of the worst turnover ratios in the league last year, could turn that around very, very quickly. And they are they've got a lot of depth. That's what you've you've just described, a whole lot of depth in that secondary. They use the rest of their, their picks, second, third rounds, uh, to perhaps bolster the linebacking core, um, that defensive line, that offensive line. I'm worried for my Green Bay Packers to go that are going there in that first in that first game. I just Yay! Like, <laughs> I um I just like how they're being really sensible. They seem to be now. Yeah, I mean, it's it's good that I think the consistency has really helped them. And there were some calls that last season could be Gus Bradley's last season. Yeah. Um, but they decided to stick with him another year. And if they can take the talent that they've put together and turn it into a great side, I suppose that they're they've made the right decision. Haven't they? To uh, the way the Rams are with Fisher and Les Snead at the moment, where they're this is. It's, it's playoffs or bust for them mm-hmm. it's kind of the same level with the Jaguars maybe like to a lesser extent but it's like, kind of like that oh. no I'm paying I'm no no it's fine, fine, fine. But let's get the Panthers NFL draft the Carolina Panthers select Vernon Butler defensive tackle Louisiana Tech I'm trying to think if he made it into the back end of our um Back end of our draft. A lot of people fancied him to maybe make it into the first round. The Lions really liked him, apparently, Vernon Butler. Mm. Um, I, I mean, he he suits the he suits the Carolina scheme down to a T. And they're going to have to pay Starlo Talele and K1 Short next offseason. They need some line rotation there. Uh, it's a, a great scheme fit. He gets pressure up the middle. 50 tackles, 10 for a loss, and three sacks in 2015. That's a lot for a guy getting interior pressure. He's kind of a perfect Panthers player, and it's exactly what we thought they'd do. They let Norman go, and everyone said maybe they'll go cornerback, but they don't spend higher on a cornerback. They spend high on the front seven of their defense, and it's exactly what they've done again. Yeah, I mean, some people were perhaps thinking that he'd be perfect for a sort of a a, a Patriots kind of system, real power, power up front. But I like what Carolina have done here. As you said, they're they're backing up their already very strong core and looking to the future. Uh, let's move on and talk about the Ravens because the Ravens at six, well, all of the tackles have fallen to their lap at this point. No one's taken an offensive lineman yet. Surely that's the position they were going to go for. And surely they're going to take the number one overall pick, Laramie Tunsil, right? From de facto number one overall pick from three weeks ago. I worked, uh, the one that Matt Sherry said should go to um, the San Diego Chargers. That guy. That didn't very fall, guy. Didn't fall at number three. So therefore, obviously, you pick him at number six. Come on. Uh, no, they didn't. They took Ronnie <laughs> Stanley. Uh, Notre Dame. Uh, of course they did. Why not? Why not? Now, uh, from what I understand, and I haven't actually seen the tweet yet, which is, makes us just just terrible, is that um, a video posted to NFL Prospects Laramie Tunsil's verified Twitter account Thursday night showed the former Ole Miss offensive tackle wearing a gas mask and smoking a substance through a plastic tube. The tweet was deleted minutes after posting. Tunsil, one of the highest rated prospects, obviously, in the draft, was at one point considered a number one pick. Well, it tells us then where he was effectively picked. But that's been the big splash in this first round as far as people have seen it so far. Um, I, I, <laughs> uh, Matt Sherry's just asking if we want him in. Get, uh, get dialed in if you want, mate, I'm just going to say. So Matt Sherry might be appearing in a minute. We don't know yet. Uh, <laughs> get dialed in if you want, mate. Man live tweeting. Um so they take uh, Ronnie Stanley. We don't know how much this is to do with the fact that they might have taken turns or they might not have done. But for the Ravens, he's been compared very favourably to Tyron Smith. That's very high praise indeed. Uh, offered several Pac-12 basketball scholarships, apparently, because of his pure size. He's a great run blocker. Uh, maybe he could move to the right-hand side of the line. A lot of people see him doing that. But for the Ravens, it's uh, you know, they've got Yondel Marsha there. They've got Eugene Monroe they picked up in the trade from the Jags who didn't play up to the level you wanted him to. So maybe they stick him out on the right tackle instead of Ricky Wagner. He could potentially move inside. Uh, so, yeah, uh, it's it's... 
we talked about sensible versus splashy the ravens have been very sensible uh, yeah, nothing else to add, really. Brilliant. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Fantastic. So with the number seven overall pick, the San Francisco 49ers take to Forrest Buckner. We've talked about this a little bit already. He's Calais Campbell-esque. It's bizarre that they took Eric Armstead last year and then him this year, but he's a guy that, I mean, Chip Kelly knows Oregon. He knows this guy. Uh, much like the Panthers, the 49ers have built themselves based on their front seven. So I can't complain. I'm just stunned that the two top linebackers in this draft uh, um, Darren Lee arguably is the other one who's already gone the two other top linebackers Miles Jack and uh, Reggie Ragland are still there and the Seahawks could take the pick of them at 31 their pick is in so there was some thought the 49ers might go there but they didn't can I ask a question regarding Chelly absolutely Um, considering the failed experiment at Philadelphia are you and with the pick from Oregon and knowing the system and everything, and you know his history there, are you concerned that this is another attempt from him to? to I mean, obviously it is because that's you know that's why he's doing. <laughs> but like, what I mean is to win football games. Yeah, but he's just trying to he's trying to implement the system he had at Oregon. He's trying to do it at the NFL level. He's trying to rebuild it again. I, I do, the problem is is that as I've said many times is I, I love Chip Kelly as a coach yeah. and he's won everywhere he's been apart from last season when he was allowed to be put in charge of personnel and it was a massive mistake sure. now I think the 49ers didn't do anywhere near enough in free agency which meant they needed to be splashy in the draft and make that move up and we've talked about their pick that they've now taken ended up taking uh, up at uh, up at 28 so I'm kind of, I'm, I'm fine with it I'm, I'm going to see how it goes. I'm, my expectations are very low for this season. Sure. I fully expect to be picking in the top 10 next year. We're a rebuilding process. But if you can get five or six wins with this team, I'm not complaining. It's a good start. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Uh, in at eight, and it is a trade. The Tennessee Titans trade up, get the pick from, from Miami via Philadelphia, then Cleveland. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we right? believe you, man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and they take uh, a, a tackle. But f- let's let's get the last pick of the draft first of all. The Seahawks, thirty-one. With the thirty-first pick in the 2016 NFL Draft, the Seattle Seahawks select Jermaine Ifedi, tackle, Texas A&M. That concludes the first round of the 2016 NFL Draft. Thank you all for being here. We look forward to seeing you tomorrow night at 6 o'clock local time. Good night, everybody. It felt like the air was sucked out of the room then. Uh, it, it's, it's an interesting one, Jermaine Effetti, uh, the, the Texas A&M tackle. He's the guy I said earlier when I said the fifth tackle. People, A lot of people are talking about him maybe being a better guard. Uh, this is the exact guy I was talking about. Uh, potentially in that case he could slot in and fit, uh, fit the Seahawks system almost immediately. Uh, a lot of people fancied him. In fact, I think Todd McShay took him to the... Um, uh, I think uh, Todd McShay took him to the uh, Seahawks at 26 in his latest dra- mock draft. So th- there's yeah some evidence there that it was happening. Um, Matt's now asking me what number to dial in on. Ollie, can I leave you to call him? <laughs> Why can't he dial up? Uh, I don't know. I'm going to keep talking whilst yeah, <laughs> whilst you sort out. <laughs> and this is all staying in. Um, so fine, yeah. Jermaine, uh, Seahawks needed O-line help. They've gone for a good position. Uh, I don't like the Seahawks getting better. But <laughs> let's see whether or not they're going to try and stick to that system that they implemented after Jimmy Graham went down, after um, uh, they, they lost the help at running back that they had and they decided to go pure passing and suddenly they started scoring like five touchdowns a game for the last six, seven games of the season. Um, what's happening, see, the problem is having me here is that I don't really know as much as you, so what's happening... <laughs> what's- but we love having you here, <laughs> so it's fine. What's happening with... So Marshawn Lynch is gone. He's yes. hung up his boots because he, he did has. that during the Super Bowl. Uh what's happening at running back for them so they've got thomas rawls who um, who came in uh in place of uh marshall lynch for the latter part of the season and played much 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 better than marshall lynch yeah i mean he's he's his head was out of it wasn't he you've always got to consider they've got christy michael there as well who they let go and he went to the cowboys and then they brought back in i so i think they'll still look to go to running back in the later rounds i still think that's an area the seahawks will maybe want to pick up and improve but rawls if he can continue his upward trend that he had last season 
no problem with that at all. He was a very good player last year. Yeah. Uh, so, the, the Titans, they move up to eight. Surely they're going to take Jeremy Tunsil. <laughs> Laramie Tunsil. I've, I've, I've renamed him already <laughs> because he's made such a terrible mistake Jeremy Tunsil. with his gas mask tweeting. Jeremy Tunsil. Ger- just went for a cross between Jermaine and Laramie. Ger- <laughs> <laughs> Jamarily. Jamarily. Uh, but instead, they take the man who I love. He's the right tackle. Taylor Lewan will keep his left tackle slot. It's Jack Conklin, and I love Jack Conklin at right tackle. The Titans are a team who they could actually, you know who they could be taking right at the top of the next round, and that's Derek Henry, because they need help at running back, the they Titans. They really do, yeah. And they've just taken probably the best run-blocking guard, uh, tackle, sorry, in this draft, because he will attack defensive players at the line it's amazing he will literally go at them and I'd love to see that in a player most are just guarding most want to stop the pass rush he will push forward he will get to the next level and he'll create those holes and that's you know for a potential stretch run game with uh, a quarterback who can run as well Mwah. and what they need is Mwah. someone di- another dynamic piece on that uh, on that offensive line because too many times and that's why we saw uh, Marcus Mariota um, <laughs> get injured last last year because he was getting hit too much once yeah. again. So get someone who's actually going to take the fight to offensive, uh, sorry, defensive lines. So then perfect. Jack Collin again. I love that pick. Uh, the Chicago Bears move up to nine in the draft ahead of the New York Giants. I believe that's exactly why they moved up. Take the pick from Tampa Bay, and they take Leonard Floyd, the outside linebacker from Georgia, the fastest riding, uh, rising player up anyone's board this week. A lot of people liked him to the Giants. They think that he fitted the scheme there. Uh, Floyd is uh, he's Alden Smith. He's an outside linebacker who will come in in sub-packages, pass plays only, and purely be there to rush the passer. And guess what? He's joining Vic Fangio in the Bears. He should be fine. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that. As I just, as I mentioned previously, I mean, I don't know as much as you, so <laughs> I'm going to take your, take your word for it. I'm going to start making stuff up now. <laughs> uh, d- disclaimer, Will Gavin will not be making stuff up. <laughs> Why not? The three people who are currently on our screen have been doing that all night. Oh, <laughs> burn. We like two of them. Uh, actually, I do like two of them very much. Yes. One of them I despise. Uh, at ten, <laughs> the New York not Neil Reynolds. Everybody <laughs> uh, at ten, the fir- the second, well, the second corner off the board. If you consider Jalen Ramsey a corner, and I've ex- got a feeling about this. Why they've picked him, and I think it's very similar <laughs> to. Uh, Roberto Mancini going to Man City because his name sounds a bit like Man City. Arsene Wenger going to Arsenal because of Arsenal and Arson. This guy, he's named after the the current quarterback and he's gone to the Big Apple. This is the Eli most Apple. tenuous. <laughs> that's, not, that's not tenuous. That's why they've picked him. Okay, they did have a lot of a need there. It's our third Buckeye off the board. Uh, and You're he's a, a Jersey kid as well. He's from Jersey, where they play. Uh, He's only three years removed from high school. He's got crazy potential, clean off the field, but uh, he's a bit up and down on tape. A lot of people had him going a lot later than this. He seems to have risen up board a lot in the last couple of weeks. Big, fast, physical guy, um, but quite inconsistent. So he's going to take some work, and when you've got to go up against some pretty big-name receivers in that division, obviously the best one is on your team, so that's nice. That's to train against him. So. Uh, well, there you go. So maybe that'll help him in a big way. Just to confirm, it's Eli Apple. It's Eli... Oh, I said it was Eli <laughs> Apple, yeah. did I not? No? I don't okay. Think you did. I think oh, okay. I, I kind of insinuated his, his <laughs> name after the big Apple. Yeah, okay. I, think we got, I think everyone got I, there. I think we got there. Uh, unbelievable some of the players that are left for, for Friday now. Miles Jack, Reggie Ragland, uh, just having a look now. Derek Henry, yeah. Braxton Miller, Connor Cook, Christian Hackenberg, obviously all the all the uh, quarterbacks, Tyler Boyd. Ridiculous. It's amazing. Ridiculous, Michael. right. The yeah. Bucks at 11 take Vernon Hargreaves, the quarter, the cornerback out well, of you loved, Florida. You loved Vernon Hargreaves, didn't you? No. Oh, no, that's Hargrave. Yeah, I loved <laughs> Hargrave. He's a great player. Yeah. I, I was hoping the 49ers might take him in the second round, but they've already gone D-line. Uh, they move back a couple of slots, take the guy who apparently they would have taken at number nine anyway and get a couple of extra picks in the process. Um... He didn't always track the ball the best, Vernon Hargreaves, in college. Uh, but 
he is exactly what they need. So let's not worry about it, mate. New Orleans Saints at 12 select Sheldon Rankins, the defensive tackle out of Louisville. The Saints have an awful, awful defense. We knew they had to take someone somewhere. He's probably the best three technique inside tackle in the draft. That's playing in a four man front. So he'll yeah. rush the passer on their four man front and he'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what they needed. It's kind of unusual for the Saints <laughs> it's to not, draft. It's not very Saintsy, is it? No, it's. It, I know what we'll do. We've got a need. <laughs> what we'll do in other in other in other uh, drafts. Oh, you know what? We'll ignore that need. We'll do a bit of a cults and do something else that no one suspects. We'll create but, more needs. Do you know uh, Rob Ryan leaving? That's it. <laughs> they've, they've, they've decided to be sensible sensible yeah sensible uh, and and if Nick Fairley comes good uh, eventually finally if he gets his work ethic sorted out off the field him and Nick Fairley inside actually could be pretty dangerous for the Saints yeah, yeah it's a shame really. they're terrible everywhere else in their defence well no we like the safeties if they stay fit you've got to start somewhere yeah so they could have some good safeties and some good uh, some good defensive tackles well done you're going up slightly in the world <laughs> now surely the next pick our man will have gone yeah he did indeed finally the miami Woo! dolphins at 13 take laramie tunsil uh he may have learned a very expensive lesson this evening just don't celebrate too hard laramie all right because you, it looks like you celebrated a little too hard and then somebody <laughs> hacked your phone and tweeted something. Yeah, hacked your phone. <laughs> this is how much you celebrated. <laughs> Excellent, good. Uh, 14, this was a real surprise for me. Uh, Carl Joseph, the safety out of West Virginia. He wasn't the top safety on anyone's board I saw. Keanu Neal was much more fancied. And obviously Jalen Ramsey we've talked about a lot. No, I thought he was more of a second round guy, but... He can play slot corner, he can play the nickel, he's got good range and he's tough. Um, kind of Earl Thomasy. Mm. Oh, okay. Not as good as Earl Thomas. Oh, okay. Earl Thomas is a rich man's Carl Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. A rich man, poor man <laughs> analogy again. That went on for too long. Yeah, it day, did. So yeah. I apologise. Uh, so it was a slight surprise, but it was a position of need and um, the Raiders keep trying to add pieces to their defence to get better and that can't complain that terrible uh, secondary so it needed to be done I, I, yeah again not a stupid move sensible Say, um, yeah seems sensible maybe a reach a little bit of a reach I may have shouted reach when I read it uh, the Cleveland Browns that was you at 15 <laughs> yeah, no, we'd, we'd left by then uh, wide receiver wise uh, the wide receivers are going to start coming off the board with Cleveland at 15 and obviously we all know which which wide receiver is going first it's either got to be Jock's Josh Doxon. Jock. 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 It's obviously got to be Jock Steen. Josh Doxon. The Wookiee wide receiver out of TCU. Or Laquan Tweedwell, right? Laquan Tweedwell. I really need a water. But no, the Baylor wide out, Corey Coleman goes. This was a surprise, but I like him. Yeah, I like him as well. I think it's, again, a position of need. Uh, considering they got rid of Travis Benjamin, we don't know what's going to happen with Josh Gordon this year. Um, I, yeah, I, I like it. He, he was he did well at the at, uh, at the draft. The the, easy the only th thing is he's a he's a smaller guy, five foot eleven. He's not the dynamic sort of red zone threat that you'd expect. But but dynamic actually is the right word for him because he's the kind of guy that okay, they. I mean the, the red zone uh, it, deep uh, high ball threat. He's. A kind of Tavon Austin, Percy um, Harvin. I was just thinking Tavon Austin. Kind of let's get let's get him doing some running. Let's get him doing some end arounds. Let's right. try and get his uh, some crossing routes going. He's not run a lot of the route tree, but I I think he he's got a potential to be a real playmaker. And there's no doubt that that's something that the Browns need massively to go along with RG three. If, if Josh Gordon comes back. Um, no, but uh, if, in a Hugh Jackson system, sure. give, him, give him this sort of player and he'll do really interesting things with him. Say, is he'll he, make the Browns a lot more fun. Is he a Browns version of Mar uh, and a, a non-drugged up version of Martavis Bryant? 
<laughs> um, yeah, not he's not as rangy. He's not as big as Martavis yeah, Bryant. But, I mean, but he, the, the ability to the run. versatility. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think the versatility's there, no doubt. Okay. Uh, at sixteen, the Detroit Lions end a need which they've had for a very long time. Hopefully, uh, Bob Quinn with his first ever tackle. They take Taylor Decker. Uh, it's another Buckeye off the board. Uh, Riley Reef uh, is their left tackle. There, he's in the final year of his rookie contract and not very good. Uh, Decker will play right tackle. I imagine he'll start right tackle this year, but he's got a good he's a good offer option if Riley Reef needs to. Um, be cut at the end of next year or allowed to go after his contract finishes they can slide him over leverage yeah there we go thanks you're welcome really glad we had adam here. carry on uh i mentioned keanu neal a moment ago and here he is the florida safety goes to the atlanta falcons and when we talked a little bit a while ago about what Jalen ramsey meant to the jags because of gus bradley and what he did in the seattle system well this feels very seattle to me as well uh for the falcons so uh they were similarly i wanted the falcons to do something more with pass rush they're, they're um, severely lacking. They uh, went. They went past rush in the first round last year, okay. and um, Vic Beasley got better as the year went on. But I thought they could have done more to help in that area, particularly. It's a deep draft at defensive tackle. Expect them to probably take one or two defensive tackles in the next few rounds. Um, but at the moment, they are weak in the safety positions, and um, this improves them. Yeah, I like uh, it. Despite yeah, yeah. Uh, Dan Quinn comes out of that Seattle system, and this guy suits that Seattle system. Yeah. They are affecting the league in ways I don't like. There is, it's a, it's a, a worrying trend that a lot of teams, more than not, have drafted sensibly this time around. Well, you say that. The next pick. Well, that's why I've set you up, my friend. <laughs> Ryan Grigson. Should I, should I join in? You can if you want. Uh, all right. Let's do this. Do you know what, Ryan? You didn't completely balls it up. Well done. You didn't take a wide receiver when that was your deepest position by a country mile, like you did last season. <laughs> I am stunned that they went out and they got themselves some interior line help. Probably the thing they needed more help with than anywhere else. And they took the centre, Ryan Kelly. And if you want to know how good this guy is... Uh, everyone who has spoken about him who knows a lot more about football than I do whether it be Todd McShay, Mike Mayock all these draft experts sure. say this is a guy who could be a 10 year starter and a multiple pro bowler here we go and he's come from Alabama Alabama traditionally a running uh, school very much so yeah. so do you think this is going to it's, it's, but they don't gonna... have Trent Richardson anymore well, that's it is this going <laughs> is this going to ensure can, can he be played uh, put into a system where um, the where the whole point of the Colts is so that Andrew Luck has got the time to throw the ball with a centre because you're anchoring the line. Um, quite often, it's a similar skill set between a running line and a, a pass blocking line. Your centre will often have very similar skills. Um, it's all about what the guards outside him do, and then the tackles outside them to whether or not you're more pass blocking, more run blocking. Blocking, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> strong pass work, Willie. Uh, so yeah, I I think that he will fit fine there. Do you he's think a, he's a big guy, six four, three hundred two pounds? He ran the 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 forty at uh, at the combine at five, just over five seconds. So he's got agility. He's got he's got you know he's got the ability to. To move across the line to to block both, as you say, both both systems. I think it's a very good, uh, very good pickup. Quicker than I do it. Uh, when we did our mock draft in the last couple of days, we got to the Buffalo Bills, and uh, Matt Sherry had them taking a corner, despite the fact they had two of the best corners <laughs> in the league. Uh, okay, but. I said what they want to do is take the most dynamic player left in the front seven, and arguably maybe other than Darren Lee who is still on the board at this point they took the most dynamic player left available in the front seven uh, kind of Tambahali Brian Arakpo's your best case scenario with Shaq Lawson out of Clemson but he can play inside he can play outside he'll probably start on the D end of that line um, uh, we're, we're taking the place of Mario Williams um, and but he the point is is that Rex likes to run all these stunts and get the linemen dropping deep and going inside and doing all sorts of different things and he's athletic and he can be versatile and it's do you know what it is Ollie? No tell me. It's sensible. 
Yeah, again. Once Pe- again. People are drafting sensible picks that fit their schemes. I'm very confused. He had 100, <laughs> 100 tackles and 13 sacks as a junior last year. Wow. That's insane production. That is, and, and Okay, Clemson provide you that production with their scheme but that's still pretty impressive I mentioned Darren Lee well the Jets came on the board and everyone got excited is this Paxton Lynch is this going to be Paxton Lynch is this going to be our third quarterback off the board no they went ahead and they took the fifth Buckeye of the round Darren Lee uh, classic outside linebacker 232 pounds ran a 447 sideline to sideline can play three downs um He's maybe not as powerful if he's going up against the premier tackles in the in the NFL. I'm just trying to think who he's got in his division. So he'll have Patriots. Uh, he'll have the Patriots and Dolphins. Bills. Well, the Dolphins tackles are rubbish. Right. Bills. The Bills. Uh, who's what's the, the Bills tackle? The guy who they um, who they put on uh, the. Who am I working? Glenn Cordy. Cordy Glenn. Uh, the guy. <laughs> Glenn, Glenn, Glenn Cordy. Cordy. <laughs> he sounds like a, uh, he sounds like a, a country and western singer. Yeah, he does, yeah. Uh, <laughs> really terrible country. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Glenn Cordy. Um, <laughs> Cordy Glenn. They've got some okay tackles in that league, but uh, I, in that division, but he might, he's not the most powerful, mm. but he suits very much again. He, Going into Todd way. Bowles. Yeah system love it uh, love it jets loading up on defense again is you know they're going to be they've seen what how to from the broncos how to win championships is really get that defense right and their jo- defense was great last year it's going to be better this year you know what they need to do now go back to the hotel room get ryan fitzpatrick on the phone up their offer by a couple of million dollars because he said today he would rather not play football than accept the offer the jets have given him He'd rather be out of the league this season. He's clearly got money set aside. <laughs> Wait, didn't didn't you know he went to uh, went to a uh, Ivy League school? You know. Oh well, la di da. I'm not going to say. Sorry, who's this? Because I'm bored of it. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Give Fitzmagic the money he deserves. Right, it's wide receiver time, and first of all, the Houston Texans move up above Washington to select Will Fuller out of Notre Dame. What the, it's another not Laquan Treadwell, not Josh Dotson pick. Stunning. Absolutely stunning. But he's... Fu- a lot of people like Fuller. A lot of, for a lot of people, he was their favourite on their board. Um, fast as anything. If you line him up on the other side of the field to mm. DeAndre Hopkins, he's going to cause teams problems. It's, a, it's an interesting addition to their wide receiving and tight end core. Um... It's not even tight end because they haven't got any tight ends. But, <laughs> yeah. but what I mean is, it's, it's interesting because they didn't really have anything else. Cecil Shorts is a, is the wrong end, wrong side of twenty seven. God, that's depressing. Keith Munfrey didn't do much. Jalen Strong didn't. Who here isn't the wrong side of twenty seven? Well, yeah. exactly. Uh, Jalen Strong didn't progress or even get into the team as as anyone thought he would when they picked him up. Did they yeah, we him all up watched first... a bit too much Hard Knocks, I think. Yeah, I mean, did they pick him up first round last year's? It's something ridiculous, Jalen Strong. So, um, I think it's a good addition. A bit of sort of yin and yang with uh, DeAndre Hopkins. He's a better option than Keith Mumphrey, that's what you're saying. Gives Brock another option. That's exactly... Brock Lesnar. Brock... Brock Lobster? Brock Lobster, Lesnar, Oz Wesner. Brock Penguin? What the Brock is cooking? (laughs) I'd like to say this podcast has gone south, but... (laughs) Uh, <laughs> oh, well, how long have we been going for, Ollie? By the way, because uh, we're kind of getting into the area. Fifty-two seconds, right? Fifty-two, <laughs> 52 seconds. Because we're kind of getting into the area where they were the picks we reacted to live. We're getting very close to that, at least. So let's uh, run through the next few. Then the Washington pick up my favourite receiver in this draft class from TCU. He's my favourite, but I can't say his name. It's Josh Doctson. D O C T S O N. Doxon. Doxon. Easy. Doxon. All right, screw you both. Like, da- like, like uh, I, would, I would drop the T and go Doxon. I think yeah. that's what they did. Why not? Doxon. Uh, I'm going to call him Doxon then. Uh, he got, um, uh, you know, they ha- <laughs> want to help Kirk Cousins out. They lost help at the running back with um, losing Alfred Morris. Uh, Dotson, a lot of people are saying Jordan Matthews of the Eagles. I think his high end is AJ Green. That's that's wow. That's best case scenario. Yeah, that's what this guy can be. He's long, rangy, quick. Like him a lot. So, is it an upgrade on Deshaun Jackson or different player? S- different player, 
But because of the age, Deshaun Jackson will continue to be your deep threat. And we talked a lot about uh, what Washington did with their um, uh, with their schemes last year, uh, but particularly in terms of how they ran the route tree. It was Kirk Cousins isn't the best quarterback in the NFL, but he was made to look like a top twelve type guy last year. Well, because of Jordan Reed and the the way that he was uh, running routes routes, sorry, uh, <laughs> sort of both both to the outside and inside. And well, I think what we'll get from Doc is that he will be able to take a bit of pressure off of Jordan Reed and we will have a, a, a dual threat from both of those guys. We could see Josh Doxson Actually, he could be our very first fantasy darling. Fantasy darling of the draft. The, so the far. only problem is there's a lot of mouths to feed there. I think you're going to see a lot of three wide sets in, and a tight end, so four wide sets really. Uh, Pierre Garçon, Deshaun Jackson are kind of your deep threat guys. Jamison Crowder had a really impressive first season in the league as well, but it's because they run. You know, one guy will go for a post, one guy will do the cut, one guy will do the slant, and the defense all on the same side. They'll go trips on one side. They'll mm-hmm. all do that, and the defense just won't know how to handle and someone gets open and as you said more often than not it's Jordan Reed but he just adds a lot of speed and some range to that offence and yeah I, I love it I think so uh, add Jordan Reed to my fantasy team next year I mean if Jordan Reed isn't already on your fantasy radar then um, I, I'm just no surprise you're not winning like well it's like five in the morning I don't even know fantasy radar fantasy darling do you think next round they, they go for a running back if there's a decent one available because having only Matt Jones and Chris Thompson in in, in their stable, as it were. Deep. Uh, I think they need one. <laughs> I want them to go with probably defence. Defensive line, we know there's a lot of good tackles out there, although our mate Ricky Jean Francois is there. An uh, actual friend of the pod. Actual friend of the pod. Yeah. Uh, he follows us on Twitter as well, you know. Love him. We should hit him up and get him to come on and react to the picks. Slide into his DMs. Uh, and and it, look, they got Josh Norman. Oh, I like Bashar Breland. I think he's got real potential. Um, I D'Angelo Hall is old and injury prone, so maybe safety. <laughs> as I said, safety's... Not great in the first round, but there are a couple in the second round. So uh, maybe defence, but uh, I wouldn't object to a running back. Then Cincy go, oh, oh no, hold on, Minnesota, finally take Laquan Treadwell. This guy is basically Anquan Bolton. With his adorable daughter. Same size, same sort <laughs> yep. of range. Uh, the interview with Deion Sanders was weird, right? Yeah, yeah. Because yep. Deion Sanders basically went, look, I met you last summer, you came to my <laughs> camp. I know you're sad right now. And he went, no, not really. <laughs> I'm honoured to be picked, but clearly with a slightly angry look yeah. on his face. You're annoyed you didn't go in the first 15. He, he was expected by many to be the first wide receiver taken. And at this point, he's the fourth or fifth? Fourth. Fourth taken. Okay. Um, Take word for it. His speed, people weren't happy with, four six five forty. But do you know who else ran that sort of speed? Anquan Bolden. Jerry Rice. You know, pretty big names. Nobody's. Yeah. Pretty big names. So um, he's, he's just big. He's just absolutely massive. It, you don't, I'm not going to lie, if there's one place a speedster doesn't fit, it's Minnesota and Teddy Bridgewater with his limp-like noodle arm. <laughs> he's not going to get you the ball downfield. So get a big guy who he can throw short to and who can catch it in traffic. And Perfect. The fact that Carl uh, Rudolph wasn't as, um, as productive as he, he prob- probably, and many people thought he would be, last year I think that's a very very good pickup for the Vikings that red zone threat that's what they need let's talk some Bengals Bengals go oh well we really wanted a wide receiver this is really quite upsetting I know what we'll do we will go and select the player that everyone was projecting to the Pittsburgh Steelers one pick behind us they need I'm not saying they don't need help at this position I think that uh, defensive back certainly helps the Bengals, they had some free agency... I was going to say disappearances this year. That's not the right phrase. It's a free agency disappearances this year. Uh, like They re-signed Iloka. They re-signed um, Pac-Man Jones, but he's getting quite old. They had Dekeez Denard, who they picked up early on in recent years. Drake Patrick's there as well. So it's depth, and if you can be a starter, there's definitely potential to start a cornerback but they took overall at 24 William Jackson the third out of Houston and they basically went do you know what probably the best player on our board who's not going to injury worries a la Miles Jack uh, probably the best player on the Steelers board uh, exactly what they need let's screw them over same division let's yeah. do it why not division rivals screw you guys and then the Steelers come up and take Artie Burns out of Miami and 
I don't know if you heard uh, Simon's description of Artie Burns. He kind of said a lot of people in Miami, the Dolphins, are falling in love with this guy. I'm a, he's a Miami U fan. So he was like, I watched this guy a lot this year. If he goes in the first round, it'd be a travesty. Wow. He is <laughs> a bang average college corner who might not even turn into that in the NFL. And he's got the name of a late night movie critic. <laughs> Uh, he, is, he is an ex, he is an ex athlete, uh, 110 meter hurdle guy, 300 yard dash. I didn't even know you could do that. But um, so he's, <laughs> he dashes 300 meters, yeah. 300 yards. It's not even meters. Um, but so that implies dash. that implies he's got the agility, he's got the pace. But maybe that's all he's got. Maybe as uh, Clancy was saying, perhaps not the football IQ. Perhaps not. Um, it, it's amazing how the, the the disparity in feeling about this guy. Some people think he could be the best corner in the draft, and other people don't think he should go like Clancy to like the third or fourth. Well, round. listen, if Clancy hates someone, he really hates someone. Yeah. So, and I love Simon Clancy, so I'm going with him. Pinch of salt. Uh, Twenty six. Next round. Paxton Lynch. Wonderful. Ollie's big-handed friend. If you've never seen that picture of Ollie holding his hand up to Paxton Lynch's hand, it is incredible. We reposted it on Twitter as this pick was made. Um, look, he's got a lot of work to do. He should sit for the first year, maybe even two. Well, it's a shame Mark it's going to be behind Sanchez. but <laughs> We were trying not to edit this podcast, Ollie. You better time-code that and do it quickly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we, I think we talked about this a bit at the time, so I don't think we need to comb over it again just quickly to run through those other picks that we did as they came in live kenny clark the defensive tackle out of ucla um you know uh, a lot of people saw him as the guy who helped miles jack make plays it works with bj raji no longer there but reggie ragland's going to be gutted to be not going off the board there josh garnett the uh, uh, guard out of stanford the 49ers drafted uh, traded back into the first round to go and get him um he's can down block he can pull he's physical nasty Good run blocker, like him. Cardinals took Robert Ndiche, uh, the defensive tackle out of Old Miss. Some concerns about him off the field, failed drugs test, etc. Uh, not failed drugs test, uh, drugs arrest. But um, talent wise, he's up there with the best in the draft. Vernon Butler, the defense tackle out of Louisiana Tech, very much suits the uh, uh, the Carolina Panthers. He's kind of Linville Joseph, Michael Brockers, big but still quite fast. And the Seahawks take Jermaine Effetti, who many people has a tackle. He's even already gone on the board as a guard out of A and M because most people would kick him inside. And this team needs offensive linemen, and they've done exactly that. Uh, can I? There's one team missing. <laughs> Sorry, can you explain what that's all about? No, no, I'm not talking about it. <laughs> you know the rules. I'm not talking about it. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Uh, but uh, the Patriots will pick tomorrow at picks 60 and 61 unless any trades are done. And speaking of done, any final thoughts on the first round, gentlemen? Uh, I just wanted to add about the Rams pick of the fact that they haven't had a winning record in... 12 years they've moved to LA so Fisher and to a le slightly lesser extent Sneed have sort of realised we actually should probably start winning because otherwise we're probably going to get fired <laughs> particularly as we've moved to this huge new market yeah and we just need to attract the fans and playing in like a hundred thousand uh, yeah, stadium and exactly so it's just kind of a thing of I it, it feels very much like playoffs or bust for them I hope Jared Goff works, but I, like, it doesn't excite me as a pick just because no one seems to be that excited by it. I'm excited by it. I think he's the most NFL-ready guy, and I think he will do great. I hope so. I'm kind of sick of losing all the time. <laughs> oh, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, get used to it. Yeah, uh, I, I am used to it. Good stuff. Uh, yeah. Just a reminder, uh, we will be doing some updates on our tour in the first show next week because we are going to be releasing information about the half tours. So if you only want to come and join us on half the tour, if money maybe isn't there to do the full tour, we are going to be doing some half tours as well where you can join us on just the LA leg. Come and see the Rams in that amazing stadium. and see And see USC, UCLA and come to Mexico. Or if you just want to do Dallas, New York, to see Jets pay, Patriots and Philly to see Philly uh, against uh, the Packers, then 
those are options as well so we'll get into all of that next week but do keep checking out all the information is up on our website now at gridiron-magazine.com prices details everything is there and it's up on the sports travel tours website at sportstraveltours.com keep getting in touch with us at twitter let us know what you thought of the first round were you happy with your team's picks not happy we'll read every every single tweet that we're sent about the first round of the draft we will make sure we read out on next week's show I think that's a wonderful, wonderful promise that you will not keep. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ollie, any final thoughts? No, man. I've been talking a lot, Adam. Would you like to bring anything more to the table at the end here? Oh, please, no, other than thanks for having me on, and I'm so sorry people had to listen to me. I love you. I love you too. I love you too, Ollie. I love you, I Ollie. I don't say enough. We'll go for that South Indian I promised you, like, years ago. And I, I like you both. And uh, do a go... in the face. Uh, yeah, <laughs> felt harsh. And do go and see um, Captain America Civil War. It's bloody good. Oh, yeah, actually, it was pretty good. I didn't really know much too, too much about it, but um, I'm glad you guys let me tag along. I love you both. Yeah, there we, there we go. A lot of love in the room right now. Woo! Everyone's pretty happy. Please. Uh, so thank you very much for listening. First thing in the morning, I hope you all got up and enjoyed this. Uh, this has been, in association with Sports Travel Tours, The Gridiron Show. Are we going out on uh, What's-His-Face? Just put it on. I need to go home. Just, just put some music on. I don't care what it is. Uh, just a sec. <laughs> Fill the air. Someone, come on. <laughs> don't, don't, I, think, I think we should leave all of this in. Don't just hum. Don't just, like, <laughs> hum. Oh, you're not even on mic. You're off mic. <laughs> <laughs> He's an off mic hummer. Oh. I once got an off mic hummer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is a great tune. <laughs> Finish it now. Finish it now.